Sometimes you give something new a whirl and it goes well. Sometimes it doesn't. And it's scary to try new things because you can feel completely alone. But if we stay in our comfort zones, or whatever society tells us is normal, we aren't really living. Welcome to Bitch Out of Water, the show for you, a curious person who's ready to try anything. Or at least learn about it. We are the World Girls. I'm Lorina. This is Steph. Hi! <laughs> I was like, how do I click the unmute? Hello! This is Roxy. This is me, uh, an unmuted kind of bitch. Do you keep hearing about non-monogamous or polyamorous relationships and think, who are these weirdos? Well, I happen to be one of these weirdos, here to tell you about my journey giving polyamory a whirl. What is polyamory? Polyamory, or consensual non-monogamy, is the practice of having intimate relationships with more than one partner, with the informed consent of all partners involved. People who identify as polyamorous believe in open relationships with a conscious management of jealousy and reject the view that sexual and relational exclusivity are necessary for deep, committed, long-term, loving relationships. So that's what polyamory means in the dictionary. But why is this topic near and dear to my heart? Well, because I happen to be poly and it weirds people out. I have both a husband and a boyfriend, so I literally live a polyamorous lifestyle and have been for several years. Now, how the hell did this happen to a little Mexican goth girl growing up in the 80s and 90s? Let me tell you a little story. When I was a little girl, I didn't like playing with dolls and pretend they got married. I watched Disney movies and I wanted to be Belle from Beauty and the Beast, not because she ends up with the prince, but because she stood up to mob mentality. I was that kind of weirdo kid. I was a teenager turned off by rom-coms and conventional relationships. I only had like one serious boyfriend in high school who I ended up breaking up with, not because he wasn't cool, he was actually a really nice guy, but because I wasn't really interested in being with just one person or any person really at that time. I wasn't interested in dating or finding a lifelong partner, so I ended up breaking up with him. And I stopped caring about being in a relationship. When I grew up a little bit, I started becoming an adult in college. I was interested in friendships and emotional connections. And I was surrounded by friends who were constantly looking to date and find their partners. And even though I loved their stories and I gave them advice, I kind of felt like an outcast, happy in my freedom, my singlehood, just having fun with crushes, making out, and also being completely turned off by Nicholas Sparks and his notion that only one person has to completely fulfill and satisfy another person's needs and happiness. So what I'm saying is the only thing I want all of forever, me and them, every day, is tacos. Then I got a little older, and in my mid-20s, I met the first man ever that was not jealous, that didn't seem territorial, that didn't claim ownership or exclusivity, that truly respected me as a woman and as an individual. So I ended up really falling for him. And for once, I didn't just want a man for the sex. I was the first to say, I love you. He Han soloed me and said, I know. And that's when I knew the nerd love was real. We both had the same values. We both valued communication and honesty in relationships. We were both upfront from the beginning about our wants and our needs. I told him I was not interested in having kids 
and we both didn't really believe until death do us part. However, we still wanted to be in each other's lives and part of each other's families. So after a few years to please our traditional families, we had a tiny but fun wedding with fantastic music, even though I didn't really believe in weddings. And we got married knowing our relationship would change and continuously evolve. Eventually, after over a decade of learning about each other, getting through fights, challenges, helping each other be less dumb humans, being exclusive, building trust and loyalty, we finally decided to open our marriage. The only rule we had was honesty. So now, enter some new challenges. Being the hornier one in the relationship, I was the first one to go looking for human connection. This led to multiple types of unexpected rejections. My husband and I were sadly rejected by former friends who did not accept our lifestyle. And that was really heartbreaking for us. We also felt mildly rejected when trying to date because of our quote-unquote intimidating situation. It reminded me why I didn't like dating. And clearly our expectations were not met when we first opened up our marriage. Later on, I had very short sexual relationships with a couple of cool guys that I'm now just friends with. My husband got to flirt and date, which he seems to enjoy much more than me. And we had amazing support from friends in both monogamous and poly lifestyles. Then, after a couple of years, I met the second man who changed my life. My boyfriend and I worked in the same office. We were immediately drawn to each other like Jack and Sally or Johnny and Winona forever. He, of course, knew that I was in an open marriage and that I wasn't looking to divorce my husband. But the connection was out of this world. The magnetism between us has made me believe in weird hippie shit like chakras and twin flames and ancestral love. And as soon as I started having these serious feelings for him, I communicated this to my husband. We talked about this truthfully, our fears, our needs. We ended up with the same conclusion as always. As long as we both still want to be in this together, then we'll both continue being married. So while all three of us were initially scared about the future and the unknown, we've always been honest with each other. My husband and boyfriend met early on. They've been in each other's homes. They both worked on World Girls episodes together. And they both cemented being the sexiest, most secure men I've ever known because of this. So where are my relationships now? I live with my husband been married for almost 10 years and non-monogamous for five years. He goes out on dates. I give him advice when he asks and we're still fully committed to our partnership. I have a second home I built with my boyfriend where we're committed to a future of evolving together. I just went on a family trip with him. His family is incredibly sweet and know I'm married. And this coming weekend, my husband and I are going to visit my family, who's much more traditional but is now aware of our progressive, non-traditional relationship. I'm turning 40 this year, and it's the happiest, most authentic, and most fulfilled I've ever felt in my life. Because I don't feel like I have to lie about who I am or who I love. I'm so disgustingly in love, and I wish everyone this much joy and love in their lives. 
If my husband or my boyfriend find other partners, I have confidence that we can make it work and I'll be happy for them finding more joy in their lives. I don't know how long I'll be with either my husband or my boyfriend, but for once in my life, I hope it's until death do us part. I made them both cry. I made them both cry. Just you lead two of the most beautiful relationships in a world that demonizes being poly. I've been in monogamous relationships with some of the most disgusting behavior and society thinks what what we're doing is the way. Thank you for sharing, Dee, first of all. I think that you did such a beautiful job at doing justice to yourself and your two partners and to a topic that's very often stigmatized because people either don't know enough or are unhappy in their own lives and have decided instead of focusing on themselves, they just want to judge others for choices they make that aren't common. And so I really applaud you on sharing that. And I'm so happy for your your happiness and going into your 40s in a place that you you created. But there's a couple things that you touched on, Dee. One of them being friends not accepting you in your life and and your lifestyle. And obviously you're, you're farther removed from that now as you have been in this situation for many years. But at the time, was there ever a moment where you thought to yourself, maybe I shouldn't be poly anymore. Maybe I should try to go back to being monogamous because I don't want to lose my friends or have to face my family or anything along those lines. You know, I definitely felt that a lot when we initially opened up our relationship as well as when we even publicly discussed about the possibility of opening up our relationship because not only did we see conventional relationships being rewarded in media and in society in general but we also saw anything outside of that you know growing up in the catholic church as a kid it was like you're going to hell you're a sinner you know if if you don't go for the checklist that everyone should go to of having the nuclear family you know father mother kids and and obviously we weren't the only ones that felt demonized right i mean the lgbt community has been living with that for a while now but i think that recently especially once i found this support from people that are both monogamous and poly that that really made me feel like why am i trying to please other people that actually seem unhappy in their lives for telling me how to live my life when I don't feel like I'm doing anything wrong because I'm being honest about who I am and I'm being honest with my partners like which is the most important thing because I'm it's really true what they say that you don't know what's going on with other people's lives like that's why even though I was a judgmental person growing up in that type of society when I was younger now I hate my old self that way right now I don't want to judge what I don't know because nobody knows your relationship other than yourself and your partner so who am I to judge others so that's why whenever somebody does try to do that to me I just say it's none of your business I know what I'm doing in my life and you don't and I wish you happiness but fuck off (laughs) How weird you want to be in someone else's bedroom business. <laughs> what a weird quality. But Dee, you were talking about 
a lot of the different qualities you had of a kid and the ways you viewed love and I'm wondering like is it more about what polyamory has to offer or more about what being monogamous doesn't have to offer you good question too I think I think it's a little bit of both I think that being monogamous can appear to most people as something that's not freeing I guess like there's there seems to be more freedom when you're in non-monogamous relationships having said that there's plenty of successful monogamous relationships out there and I have many friends in monogamous relationships that are happy and fulfilled but for me personally I never want to expect just this one person to satisfy my needs completely just like I don't want the responsibility or having to change who I am or do or go you know above and beyond and change who I am for somebody that I'm supposed to satisfy their needs completely like that's what's so cool about the relationships I currently am in is that we're all individuals when it comes to making ourselves happy first and then because we are making ourselves happy first then we can give that love back so the cool thing about being polyamorous is that you kind of have a more love to give if that makes sense not minimizing the love in monogamous relationships but when you're when you're poly and you're being honest and communicative you really are having to work for more love if that makes sense with that love i would assume for a lot of people and it sounds like not for you but for a lot of people would come jealousy if i think about being in a relationship with somebody and them going out and going on a date with somebody else or sleeping with somebody else or having another partner, somebody else that they love. I don't know that I'm evolved enough as a human that I wouldn't be jealous. Are you jealous and you just live with that? Do you not experience jealousy the same way? I personally don't think I've ever experienced jealousy the same way as most people. Primarily because I've never wanted to be owned by anyone. But that doesn't mean that I haven't experienced it in my own relationships at all, nor that my partners haven't either. We've all experienced jealousy. It's, it's a natural part of humans. A lot of us have abandonment issues, right? A lot of us have to deal with being scared of losing our loved ones, romantically or not. So I think jealousy is a natural human emotion. But when I personally feel those feelings, I try to focus on the positive aspects of jealousy, which is I turn jealousy into joy. So I think about I'm jealous right now. However, my partner is on a date with somebody and they're having fun and they are seeing a musical that I have no interest in seeing. And so they're having a good time and that means that they're happy. And that's matters more to me than my own minimal feelings of jealousy. That's one of the things that I think about all the time with Darina's relationships, especially jealousy is just like such a real thing in relationships. Even when you keep it at bay, that's cool that you turn it into joy. But one thing that I feel like I've heard from you is like people try to take away the joy that you're experiencing within your relationships how do you 
deal with people in your life that you've either had to like quote unquote come out to about this who just aren't having what your choices are well uh we cut some of those people out (laughs) yeah as, as i mentioned earlier in my story we we had sort of a group of friends that ended up kind of breaking up because of this which is so bizarre that a romantic relationship ended up kind of breaking up a whole group of friends but what we learned later from this is that the friends that left I kind of tried just to not take it personally right I, I I basically thought they are going through their own issues with their own relationships and their own insecurities that are non-traditional ways were somehow threatening to them possibly because they were not secure in their own relationships or in their own life and that happens to all of us I I think if we look at ourselves and why we end up judging other people that says more about our own insecurities than the lives of those people so that's kind of how I ended up seeing that situation and especially because the friends that did stay from that group that stood up for us and that remain loving and supportive, even though they don't share the same non-traditional relationship ways, they kind of see it the same way too. And they don't make it about them, right? They're like, that's Darina and their partner's business. And that has nothing to do with me. And if they're happy, then I'm happy for them because I'm their friend. How many people that didn't accept your choices do you feel like are happy in their lives? and in their relationships? I mean, I don't think any of them because I just mentioned my group of friends. I also think about family, right? Which is a whole other animal. And I have people in my family that have recently been aware of this because out of my own fear of taking a long time to tell them because I knew that they would not accept this. And so them informing me that they don't accept my lifestyle i've now learned to to understand that it's because they're lacking a form of love in their own life as opposed to oh my parent doesn't approve of this because i'm a bad person so i've switched that gear there where I know that they're going through their own shit in their lives and they're unhappy about certain things that they're putting that on me when it has nothing to do with me. I'm curious about that because I feel like I've come a long way in terms of my ignorance with the subject because I think if you would have talked to me a few years ago, I had like a friend who was Polly, and my first gut reaction was like an insecurity where I'm like, oh, well, if my partner knows that they're poly, will they become poly? It's like that idea where like parents are like, well, if my kids play video games, they're going to shoot up a school. Like it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> but have you had anyone in your life where it just took time for them to come around? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Or like for anyone struggling to tell people that they love, like is it just letting them come to their own decisions and letting it be while you live your best life as you should? I definitely think that there's friends out there that I've known for a long time, whether it's from high school or college, that have been supportive, but maybe not understanding of it, which I prefer over straight up, you know, judgment and 
uh, you're going to hell type of mob mentality for uh, what's it called pitchfork mentality. So I think once time has passed and they see that I'm actually maybe serious about this and that they've, you know, they've talked to both me and my husband about it. They've met my boyfriend. They see that I'm just living my life in a way that I just have two partners right now. And just normalizing that for them and seeing it actually happen in front of their eyes, I think that that's made them more comfortable with the situation and all. And in fact, recently I've had friends actually ask me, hey, my friend who's married is thinking about opening up her marriage. Do you have any advice? So now they're coming to me for advice, which is fantastic. One of the things that you identified earlier I know partially joking and partially not, is that you are the hornier one. And (laughs) I wonder, because I've heard people say this about people in poly relationships, especially to the person who is hornier, they ask if this is just having your cake and eating it too. How do you respond to that as the person who in the partnership, in your marriage, might be specific? might have started by specifically looking for more sex as opposed to more deep connections. I think the thing to realize in all relationships, monogamous or poly, is that we are all built differently as humans and we all have different needs, both sexually, emotionally, etc. I think you're going to find that it's not very common when you're in a relationship and your partner is exactly as horny as you, needs the same type of emotional support that you need, which is, I think, one of the hardest parts of navigating any relationship is figuring out, I'm a proponent of 50-50, right? Like the energy I give, I want to also receive and not just give, give energy. And so in my partnerships, that's how I am, knowing full well that we are different people with different needs. I think that's the most important thing to realize. And so if... I make sex a bigger priority than my partner. I'm not going to like force him to have sex if he doesn't want to, right? Just like vice versa, if my partner is more about going on dates and flirting versus sex, which I'm not as into, then the cool part about this is that we have other people we can do that with. It seems to be like the silver lining is open communication and honesty, but... What is the boundaries of that? Like how how detailed are you getting? Because ter- I, I feel like I've heard people go from, you know, we just tell each other what we need to know. What do, what do you think are the parameters of what is honest but not maybe just telling like, oh, yeah, here's his dick size of this other guy I'm sleeping with. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it, it depends on the person, right? It, it depends on the person and the relationship because – I am talking about my own personal relationship and the way that I have uh, polyamorous or open relationships. Other people in these types of situations are different than us and they have different rules, right? So our only rule is just talk about what's in your mind and in your heart so we can figure out things together. Other people have different boundaries, right? And I like to call them boundaries more so than rules. I think other people... Either, you know, they want to keep a primary partner for an emotional connection and then they only have sex with other people, but they don't want to have boyfriends or girlfriends, right? Other people in poly relationships have multiple boyfriends and girlfriends, which for me, 
that seems like a lot of work. So it's hard enough to be honest and open with one person, let alone more than one person. So everybody's different and everybody has different perceptions of what they want to talk about with their partner. Like I actually like it when my partners tell, tell me about, you know, who they go out with or like in the case of my husband, if he goes on a date, I like knowing about it. I like knowing the details. I like giving advice and like him telling me like, oh, and then I kissed her and, and that type of stuff. He is not like me where he specifically said, just don't tell me that your sex details. Right. So now we know we just have to talk to each other about it as to how much we want to say. The number one question I get asked when I tell my friends that you're Polly, because it comes up sometimes, for example, we went to the Alanis Morissette concert with your husband. We go to the haunted house with your boyfriend. So I'll say, oh, we were here with her boyfriend. They'll say, you mean husband? I'll say, no, boyfriend. She has a husband and a boyfriend. And then it will come up and they'll say, oh, my gosh, she's Polly. The number one question I get asked is what the relationship is like between your boyfriend and your husband. People want to know, do they all hook up? Are they bros? Are they friends? Is it different in every single poly relationship? And how did you figure out what was a good relationship for them to have with each other? Definitely, it's different for every single relationship uh, and every different circumstance uh, or people that find themselves in poly relationships. There's definitely some people that hook up with each other. My uh, husband and boyfriend are both super straight, so they have no desire to see another dick. So unfortunately for me, uh, no, but I've also have never really asked them, right? I have no interest in that. Maybe if we're, we're still together when I'm 60 and I'm old, I'm like, hey, I'm turning 60. Come on, you know, do the, what is the, what is that move called? Like the chicken rotisserie thing, the sex move? Chicken rotisserie. I know Eiffel Tower. What's the chicken rotisserie? That one. It's the oh. Eiffel Tower. It's the same thing. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, that's a new terminology, but I definitely know the wee wee. She's uh, Mexican. Exactly. Let her have it. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But I, you know, I don't expect anything from them that they're not interested in. Right. I'm not going to force anything to happen. And they themselves are have zero interest uh, in in doing that with each other. They only have interest in being sexual with just me. Right. And possibly at some point with other people. But when it comes to just the relationship in general, they're not BFFs. Right. They're not uh, super close to each other. It's not like they text each other and chat or anything, even though some uh, polyamorous people do that. Some people live with their husband or, or wife and then they end up having holidays and Christmas together with their significant, their other significant others. And that's just a tradition that they keep, right? That's not something we do because we have our other families to see during the holidays. But even though they're not bros or close, they definitely have, you guys have seen them together and they're perfectly normal and respectful and not the weird sort of dude, like chauvinistic, you know, they're not that alpha male that's like, oh, you're here now and therefore I must act like, I, you know, my wife or my girlfriend, you know, she is my territory. They're the complete opposite of that, which is the, the biggest turn on for me. We do want to make sure that we answer some Patreon questions every week. 
on these podcast episodes. So today we chose a question from our lovely patron, Maxwell Haddad, and he asks, how do you explain or deal with the stigma that some apply to living a poly life? So I know I touched on this a little bit, but if you're asking Maxwell specifically for yourself and how maybe you can talk to people about that if they're judging you and what you can say, what I've tried to do is the first thing is not take it personally. Just reiterating that most likely if you do receive stigma or judgment from somebody else, it's because they don't understand, it's because they fear it, it's because they're going through something in their lives where you simply living your life can make them uncomfortable because it's so different. And I think in general, authenticity makes people uncomfortable. Uh, my entire life, I have felt like a witch that people want to burn, right? Whether it was growing up in a conservative, traditional Catholic Mexican society, all the way to moving to the States and realizing that Americans are uptight as fuck and realizing that Americans are also not as open as they sell themselves to the world to be. So what I tell people is, this is my life. I like to live my life being responsible for my own choices. And this is not your life. And the way you live your life may be very different than mine, but it's your life. And therefore, I am not here to tell you how to live yours. Just like if you want to be a friend, a coworker, a family member, I would like for you to also respect how I live my life. So even though we're different people, why don't we just respect how each other lives and let people live and be happy? Novel concept. Now, ladies and gents and dinosaurs and ghosts and everybody listening, uh, please welcome to our new segment called Pros and Cunts. What are the pros and cunts of polyamory? So I actually ended up asking a little bit of help from both my partners to come up with the pros and cons of being in a poly relationship. Um, so I'm gonna list off a couple of them. Uh, so let's start with the pros. Less pressure, freedom, possibility for new experiences, facilitates greater trust between partners, more time for friends, easier to plan to do stuff, more time for yourself. When you're feeling good, it can be like the best parts of being single and being in a relationship, for example, if you meet someone you like, you can explore it, but you also know you're with someone you love. So that's pretty cool. Uh, another pro that I wanted to add is I have two dicks <laughs> and that's awesome, <laughs> both uh, physically, but especially uh, emotionally. I feel incredibly supported by two wonderful men. You have two dicks and Steph and I have zero. Zero. Just throwing that out there. The numbers seem off. I like two great great guys like that's that's the really part that i want people to understand it's like two really good humans and then you're the best human i've ever met so other than roxy you're both very sweet and we'll find your dicks you will on the cunt side the cunts of being in a poly relationship well we've discussed this a little bit societal judgment it's super annoying to deal with that a little bit of jealousy uncertainty Roxy's favorite feeling, FOMO. If you're feeling lonely and your partner's not around, even if you can reach out, you have to navigate those times. 
You also have to work extra hard to be on the same page about things with your partner, which obviously can be a good thing. Uh, the other cunt uh, that I added is also two dicks. The uh, not so negative side, but it, it's definitely more work. You have to have more of an emotional and mental bandwidth to be dealing with more than one human that you're committed to. Two dicks, both a pro and a cunt. That is like something I think about all the time, that the bandwidth part, like that is takes a lot of energy and but I, it is worth it when you would not only have one person who's amazing but two like you want to work harder for good partners but whoo is that another job d mm -hmm. do you get tipped well just the tip hey <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow i'm not usually that funny yeah you like like i threw out a line and you like came back with a whole fish well i thought really hard i was like she said tip penises had tips just the tips of thing. Just the tip. Just the tip. She said it. Just the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> it was really, really good, Roxy. Good job. So now that we've talked about the pros and cons, let's move on to media representation of the topic. Media representation of poly people, books, TV shows, movies, it really does not exist. It's out there, but it God damn, it's minimal, which sucks. I really hope that that's changing. And so uh, for those of you that are lost or wondering if you're interested in just getting to know the topic a bit more, whether you're monogamous, whether you're poly, I wanted to recommend a couple of things for y'all. Number one, Red Table Talk, the show with the talk show with Jada Pinkett Smith and her family. She does a show with her daughter, Willow, as well as her mother. Uh, they actually did an episode on polyamory that came out this year and that I thought was really cool because it's about Willow, the daughter who's in her 20s, exploring polyamory and talking about why monogamy doesn't seem to be working for her and why she chose to, I guess, come out, quote unquote, as polyamorous. And they bring in people that are in polyamorous relationships as well as therapists that work with people in these situations. So I think it's it was a really cool episode to see, especially the three different generations and seeing the grandma, you know, have so many questions and not understand it because she grew up so differently than how Willow's growing up now. So I thought that was a really cool little episode there. On the book side, The Ethical Slut is a very famous book for the polyamorous community. On the not so much polyamorous side, but love in general. One of my favorite books of all time, All About Love by Bell Hooks. This is a, a woman that just passed away that is incredible. Uh, I think she was basically a philosopher and she talks about unconditional love outside of our own ego. And I just recommend that to anybody in any relationship, whether you're monogamous or poly. Additionally, a couple more things. Broad City, one of the main characters is actually poly. She's never openly discuss this as much or they've never really made an episode around that but she definitely acts like it and it's just a thing and nobody bats an eye about it it's just I, I just think it's a cool simple type of representation that that's just her lifestyle and people accept that and I, I hope that that's how things end up in the end and last but not least somebody that impacted me when I was a kid is Blanche from The Golden Girls. This woman, this character taught me about sex positivity and relationships in general in a healthy, consensual way. She was super sexy and loved talking about hooking up with men while being empathetic as fuck. It's kind of wild for as much 
television and as many movies as I've seen, I was racking my brains and people do not talk about the lack of representation of, of the poly community on screen. It is so few and far between. I, I feel like Samantha from Sex and the City, at least saying that she doesn't want to be monogamous and making that choice, we saw a little bit. Now, she's not even on the new show. In Shameless, we saw that, at least in the gay community. Uh, we saw that a little bit with Mickey and Ian and some of the people that they were with and some of their friends. But in general, there, uh, there's no mainstream TV characters, None, nobody that's like a huge popular household name. Why do you think that is, Dee? Do you think people aren't ready for that? Is this a middle America thing? Is this a not even just middle America thing? Well, Roxy, we could get into why uh, the mainstream media that is controlled by billionaires and the government uh, wants to make sure that, you know, everybody fits in the mold of the religious, nuclear, traditional family so they can keep working and making money for the government. But that's not what this episode's about. Unfortunately, these traditional confinements that we've all been raised in does really make the people money unfortunately and also because people are so judgmental and because there's so many trolls online i myself was nervous to come in here and talk about this and get really detailed about it and intimate and vulnerable because i know that i'm going to get some comments when this episode comes out about people saying things like well, that's just wrong, or that's a sin, or or why get married anyways, or or just be single, you know. And 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 I know for myself that that comes from their own fears and insecurity. But for a lot of people that are navigating this lifestyle or are new to it, it's not very comfortable to talk about it. So I think that's why a lot of people haven't talked about it. And just now, people are actually coming out with their stories. But I think that polyamory has probably been around for way longer than people think, just like the LGBT community, just like how we talk about gender, um, all of these things that have been around for a while. But unfortunately, colonization uh, has kind of put us in this weird spot of like, you have to live this way and simplifying life. And I'm like, humans are much more complex than that. But D, I just this podcast episode alone is going to turn everyone poly. Can you imagine a main character on TV or movies being poly? I hope so. I'm getting my pitchfork. I don't. <laughs> I'm too impressionable. I'm too impressionable. <laughs> no, and shout out Lana Glazer, though. That is a cool one because she didn't say it. She just did it. She was just living. Agreed. So, ladies. Yeah. Hey, ladies. Yeah. Who should give this a whirl? Who is polyamory a good fit for? Polyamory is not for everyone. I know plenty of monogamous people and couples that are happy and fulfilled. But if you find yourself a little bit unfulfilled, you're not jealous, you're not a territorial person, you have a lot of love to give, more than you can handle sometimes, you value honesty, communication in all your relationships, maybe this is something that you and or your partners might want to explore. But I have to say that to make any relationship last long, whether it's monogamous or poly, as individuals, we have to master our egos. I hope that somebody at home listening to this 
decides that this is a lifestyle that they maybe want to choose and this gives them the confidence to do that or that they they put this on the back burner and they remember it's an option because if, if anything I feel like I learned today from this D it's that there's not one type of poly relationship there's a lot of different kinds of poly people and it is an option for many people and you don't have to choose that today and it might be something that you think about down the line also you might not be interested in it and now you can know the subject better and like everyone wants to be on everyone's close friends and you only get on people's close friends on instagram stories if you're not a narc and you trust everyone like you just let people live the way they want to live like i feel like through darina i i can be so much better at being like go off with your bad self you're not hurting anyone that's awesome you're just spreading love why would you ever hate on that yeah hell yeah well, everyone, thanks for being a bitch out of water with us and learning about me giving polyamory a whirl. We appreciate you listening. If you want to be the first to get all things World Girls, go to patreon.com slash the world girls. That way you can watch our podcast tapings live, ask questions, and even video chat with us. Plus, we go live on youtube.com slash the world girls every Wednesday and Sunday. And don't forget to follow us on social media on Twitter and TikTok at The World Girls and on Instagram at World Girls WAP. That's right. We're new here. So if you like us, you really like us, don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. We're all going to die. So might as well give shit a whirl while we're alive. Stay wet, my friends. Stay wet, my friends.